0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Your Enneagram Coach, the podcast. Guess what? We are now on YouTube. So go over there, check us out, like this podcast, and definitely subscribe to our channel.
1: And don't forget to leave us some comments about some of these recent episodes that we've been doing, talking about EIP, Enneagram Internal Profile. Uh, And so leave us some comments, like the videos, be sure to share them because we hope that they're incredibly helpful, not only for you as an individual Enneagram type, but also those Of different types whom you love.
0: Now, today we're going to take a dive into the Type 3's EIP or Enneagram Internal Profile.
1: If you don't know what EIP stands for, be sure to go back to episode 112 where we talk about the Enneagram Internal Profile, this new approach to the Enneagram. Beth, why don't you explain briefly what is EIP?
0: Yeah, so EIP again, Enneagram Internal Profile, is a new concept that we're using at your Enneagram Coach because It really helps us to understand our heart and the various parts of our heart. And the reason we do this is because we know that God focuses on our heart condition. And the Enneagram is so helpful in bringing awareness to ourselves about our current heart condition. Are we aligned or misaligned? So we developed EIP so that we can see not only are we more than just our main type, but that there are parts of us that are operating at times, whether in alignment or misalignment. And so we'll kind of go over all of that here in just a second. But we want to remember that you have a main type and that main type has a driving force, which is the core motivations and the core motivations are why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways. And so it's important to understand your type's core motivations so we can understand what is going on at any given moment, whether misaligned or aligned. Now, with EIP, we have six parts of us that highly influence us. The first comes from our main type. Your main type holds two key parts the wounded child, which is the flesh and the beloved child, the spirit led self part of you. Now, you also have four connecting types that comprise of the four other parts. You have two wings, the two numbers on either side of your main type and the two Enneagram path types. Now, these are the types that are connected through the lines to your main type. And each of these parts are going to show up either in aligned or misaligned ways, depending on your current heart condition and who is actually leading your heart. Is it the wounded child or the beloved child? Therefore, using EIP enables you to become aware of your current heart condition and to know how to better steer your heart back into alignment by asking the Holy Spirit to awaken your beloved child so that it will lead and guide the rest of your parts so that you can experience the fruits of the Spirit personally and in all of your relationships.
1: Well, the Enneagram symbol itself is actually a map of our Enneagram internal profile. There are the six parts, the main type, the two wings, the two paths. Plus, each part can operate both healthy and unhealthy ways depending upon whether or not our hearts align with the truth of the gospel. So Beth, why don't you give us a brief summary? Today we're going to be talking all about type threes. Next episode is going to be a panel of type threes. That's going to be really awesome. Yes. So Beth, why don't you share an overview of the type three?
0: Yeah, love to. So the type threes, you're going to find them very optimistic, accomplished, and very adaptable because they achieve and excel at so much. They reach ambitious goals um, with kind of this apparent ease and confidence they're fast paced. They like to be very efficient, get things done, and have this um, need to compare themselves and to drive themselves to excellence. Because to them, it's so important to have a certain image, to have a certain status for others to admire and to respect them. But because we live in this comparison-driven society, There's limitless opportunities to try to drive ourselves, to force ourselves to be something that the world tells us to be. And so they believe that it absolutely is necessary for them to be successful in every area of life. And this is a huge burden for them because they feel this constant need to appear successful to all of those that are around them. And they live under this constant pressure to measure up so that they have the worth and the value that others are wanting to give. So their focus of attention is to constantly be thinking of how they can accomplish tasks and goals so they can gain that recognition, approval and admiration from others. Now they're going to focus on what needs to happen or how they can adapt so that they can appear successful and to be that most prestigious person for those that are looking. Now threes have so many amazing strengths. I can only highlight a few, but some of them would be that they're very optimistic, friendly and upbeat. They're very hardworking and extremely good providers. Now they can also recover very quickly to setbacks. So they might set out for to accomplish a goal and there might be a setback and they can easily pivot, switch and try something new to still accomplish that very thing. Um, They don't really allow setbacks to hold them back too much. They have a lot of confidence and they are competent. uh, They are very efficient and make sure that things happen. Now they also have some weaknesses for them. It can be very challenging for them to put up with inefficiencies and incompetencies, especially if it's going to affect their image and they are going to fear that they aren't going to be successful or that they're going to fail in some way. They're always comparing themselves with others and what others might think of them. So they're putting on this uh, facade or this, um, these achieving masks, this persona so that others will see a glittering image. But at their best, they are so self-accepting, authentic, modest, charitable, and able to experience their emotions. Now, when they're not healthy, they actually want to cut off their emotions or ignore their emotions, but here at their best, they actually take time to understand their emotions and to really go there and be authentic. Now, they also are able to take off these achieving masks and to let others see them for who they really are, knowing they're safe and secure in Christ. And they know that they have this self-worth and this value that doesn't come from their accomplishments. It comes from Christ's perfect achievements on their behalf. They're able to rest and feel secure in that, which allows them to have full satisfaction knowing that their image is now Christ's image. No longer are they feeling that pressing need to perform and to be liked and admired by others because they know they have that in Christ. So they're able to create a really good work-life balance when they're in this place and stop comparing themselves with others because their eyes are fixated on the one who already loves them. And their motive now becomes less about um, being out there and achieving um, a self-image, but they're out there for others. They are there to be others cheerleaders to help them accomplish, which ultimately allows the threes to excel as well. Now, as we all know, we've talked about this many times here at YUC. everything hinges on the core motivations of your main type. The core motivations are the driving force behind why you think, feel, and behave in any given experience. So let's talk about the four core core motivations of the type three. Their core fear is being exposed as or thought of as incompetent, inefficient, or worthless, and either failing or appearing unsuccessful. Now, they desire to have high status and respect, being admired, successful, and valuable. But they struggle with the core weakness of deceit. Now, this is where they're deceiving themselves into believing that they're only the image they present to others. So you're going to find them embellishing the truth by putting on a polished persona and maybe putting on these achieving masks for everyone, including themselves, to see and admire. But they have a core longing. This is the message their heart longs to hear and experience. And that is for them to hear, you are loved and valued for simply being you.
1: Well, Jesus speaks uniquely the gospel message for each Enneagram type, fully satisfying their core longing. Here are a few ideas, a few promises from the Bible for type threes. In Romans chapter 11, Paul says this, but if it's by grace, it can no longer be on the basis of work. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. The idea is that It can be in competition in their their own hearts, a battle in their own hearts of wanting to succeed, and yet the gospel is inviting them to simply be, to be a recipient, to be a child who has received their Heavenly Father's love, now given through the person and work of Jesus Christ, but now applied to their heart by the Spirit. The Spirit is going to invite you to places to experience the grace and love and acceptance of your Heavenly Father. Matthew 7 speaks to this tension because in Matthew 7, Jesus is talking about some of the religious elite of the day. And they come to Jesus and he says, hey, you're coming to me and you're saying, hey, didn't we do all these amazing, mighty things in your name? And Jesus said, I'll tell them, I never knew you. Isn't that amazing to think that behind all of the accomplishments is a desire to hide? But Jesus has said, I want you to know me for my love and my grace towards you. What that leads to is in Philippians 2, where Paul says, don't do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not only look to your own interests, but also to the interest of others. He goes on to talk about how Jesus lowered himself, taking the very nature of a servant, and God lifted him up above all other names. That's the path. That's the cruciform, the cross-centered life of understanding that we become less in order to become more, that the desire for the type three isn't necessarily a bad desire, but the process of how to get there looks radically different for followers of Jesus Christ. So next we're going to talk about the wounded child. These are the parts of our hearts that are misaligned with the truth of the gospel. Our wounded child is part of our main type. There are two parts, the beloved and the wounded. It's the part of us that's been hurt by the sinfulness and fallenness of our world. It's the part that's experienced tragedy and trauma that leaves pain in our heart. It really acts from a history of painful experiences. Its primal need is to protect itself from more harm. So Beth, why don't you talk about what it looks like for the type freeze wounded child?
0: We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom? from your type, yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening, but when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The group start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90-minute sessions, and there's eight of them. Plus, you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today. Okay. Yeah, so for the type 3 child, they longed again to hear, You are loved for simply being you. But they grew up believing that others would only love them if they were successful, valuable, and admired. And so they're constantly focusing on, well, what does that mean? What do I have to do to get that um, value and that admiration? See, to them, second place is absolutely losing. It is unacceptable. They have to be the winner all the time. And then they have to, They feel like they have to put aside their feelings and their true identity so that they're able to shapeshift into whatever is admirable, whatever image others are going to um, see as high status and high regard. And then they're going to also, as little children, they're going to measure themselves and the responses to those that are around them. So that they can hear that they've earned someone's love and admiration. So you'll find a lot of children that are type threes um, doing lots of things to excel. And they're really looking for someone to say, you know, that was amazing. Great job. Way to be a winner. Here's a gold star. Here's a trophy. They're really looking for that definitive marker that shows their value and their worth. And so they're going to continually pursue this kind of status and this uh, form of admiration from others. And it is exhausting. It is just exhausting for the threes. Now you may not see the exhaustion on them because again, that would expose a weakness in them and they can't be weak. And the wounded child of the three falsely believes that receiving love is completely dependent on their success and managing their image. And it longs to be authentic and real and to rest and not to always having to pursue this winning image. And as an adult, they still hope that they can hear that they are loved for simply being themselves. Now, the wounded child part of their heart might say things like, it is not okay to have my own identity and feelings since they get in the way of being this successful and accomplished person. I must do something valuable and admired, or I will be seen as a failure and worthless. And another one might be, it is not okay for me to be average or inefficient. So the wounded child part of their heart is reacting and tries their best to be this most successful person, to gain all of the recognition and applause from others. But the more it confidently shows off and boasts about their accomplishments, the more others are actually going to be annoyed and kind of evade them. And they're not going to really want to bring that applause if it's constantly trying to pull it out of them. And so you're going to find that this is going to create a struggle with inside them because they're wanting this acceptance, but it's unsustainable for them, right? I mean, the bar is continually rising higher and higher, And how can they accomplish it more and more? And they're going to obsess over setting bigger goals, higher achievements, which is going to make them fall and fail, which then leads to great shame, a feeling that they can't ever accomplish and they're worthless. And these create more and more problems.
1: Well, you might be asking yourself, how do I lead or how do I bring the healing of the gospel to our wounded child? Well, Uh, three things that I have in mind. Number one is compassion. Number two is curiosity. And number three is calling. So number one is this, extending compassion. You need to understand this is a part of your heart that has always been there of how how you have addressed growing up and whatever difficulty, whatever story that you may have. Number two, be curious about this part of your heart's story. Don't be afraid of it. There's a great children's book, you know, that um, we're going on a bear hunt, going to catch a bull going, oh, no grass, tall, wavy grass. I can't go over it, can't go under it. Oh, no, we got to go through it. I can't believe I had that memorized. Like, that man, just, good <laughs> job. <laughs>
0: that is so funny. <laughs> that's back from 20 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how many times I read it with our kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But understanding this part of your heart's story, as with all of us, we want to be known. Mm -hmm. Number three is calling. This is a part of your heart that's been a significant motivator in your life. Matter of fact, in some ways, it's been leading the majority of your decisions and how you interpret and engage with the world. Now it's time to call this part of yourself out to call upon the name of Jesus, to bring healing to this part so that you can live out your sense of calling with passion that comes from the joy of knowing that God has brought you through difficulty and now has shown you your gifts so that you can engage and bring healing to others. But one thing that we've found to be helpful as it relates to naming the various parts of our uh, addressing, extending compassion, and working with and leading these various parts of our hearts is the idea of giving it a name. Now, it could be little Jeffrey. It could be younger Jeff. Uh, For us, we've actually uh, named it our childhood names, uh, Jeffrey and Bethy. Uh, And so if that's helpful for you, but what it does is that you can relate to it. That's the idea is that you're actually giving attention and relating to this part of your heart that has been ignored, that has been denied, that has been dismissed. Mm -hmm. And bringing it out so that healing can take place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, like for me, you know that little Bethy is such an endearing uh, name. You know, that's what my dad would call me, and you actually use that name. And um, but it's also the part of me that um, can feel you know scared and overwhelmed and sad. Um, and by naming it, it's it really has helped me to to see that part of me and to befriend it to acknowledge that yeah, you know, it does some things that are misaligned and. And doesn't help me, but it has good intent. And so when I acknowledge that and I try to befriend it and have compassion on it, it allows myself to bring healing to it versus bringing shame or anger contempt to it. That only makes the problems worse.
1: Well, as I think about my own story, little Jeffrey, I can remember whenever I was giving attention to this part of my heart, I can remember my first core memory of little Jeffrey. My parents, we were moving when I was the age of five, and they were moving to a new home. All I remember is that they dropped me off at one of our family members' homes, and I stayed there. Well, my parents didn't come back to pick me up until after dark, but I remember I was put to bed. I got up after they left the room, went to the window, and just sat there at the window wondering if my parents were going to return. That younger part of my heart that shapes me as a type 6 still feels like it's looking out the window wondering, is anyone going to show up? Well, then that gives shape to all the other various parts of my Enneagram internal profile about what it is that they're seeking to accomplish on behalf of little Jeffrey. Beth, why don't you talk through what this looks like then uh, for the beloved child? We just talked a lot about the wounded, but now let's talk about what it means to be... Uh, to have the experience of the benefits of Christ and the filling of the Holy Spirit actually lead all the various parts of our Enneagram type.
0: Yeah. So the beloved child knows who they are and whose they are. You know, this is the spirit led part of ourself. It knows that it is free from feeling the shame, the worthlessness and feeling like a failure. And under its leadership, we can now rest. So for type threes, you do not need to earn love You do not need to earn your position. It is already given to you in Christ. And this allows you to fully rest instead of constantly striving for something that you already have. Now, type threes, the message that the beloved child might say for you is Jesus Christ demonstrated through his life, death and resurrection that he values all of me. And I don't need to accomplish anything to receive his love I am loved unconditionally for simply being me. Another thing that the beloved self can say is, "Christ credits me His successes, His righteousness, so that I can rest in His provision and merit and bring great relief and delight to my exhausted heart." One last one would be, "I am not what I do. I am God's beloved child. Therefore, I am free to put down these achieving masks and be my true self." Well. This is what we call gospel self-talk. We want your beloved child part to guide your misaligned parts. Now, the misaligned parts are trying their best. They're ill-equipped. And so this beloved child part can lead them back into alignment with this gospel uh, truth, which is so important for our own personal growth and transformation, but also the transformation in our relationships.
1: Well, let's look at the type 3's connecting types. This is gonna, so we're going to start with the wings, and then we're going to get into the paths, which are the lines on the Enneagram symbol. Wings for the type 3 are type 2 and type 4, the two numbers adjacent to it. Remember, the type 3 core motivations are always what's driving these various parts, but these connecting parts will bring both positive and negative characteristics. This is key in understanding the concept of EIP and using it well. So the idea is, is that we use both wings, not either or. They may show up to differing degrees and in different ways, but they both show up and they're both working or functioning on behalf of either the wounded child or the beloved. Beth, why don't you spend some time? Let's talk about the uh, type threes, two wing first.
0: Yeah, so type twos, they're highly relational, friendly, cheerful, energetic, talkative. They can be demonstrative and they can be engaging. Now, the two-wing, when they're misaligned, they're going to try to protect that wounded child within you, and the way that this might happen is that they're going to turn on their relational warmth and charm, and they might start to flatter so that they can connect with others to receive the affirmation, adoration, and the attention that the three is looking for. They also can feel hurt and insecure when they're not needed. So if the three can accomplish all these things and they're focusing on others, but they get the message from others, like, I don't really need you. They can start to actually double down their efforts to win people over and to win approval. So they use this kind of flattery to people, please, but they also can hide their needs and their emotions and solely focus on how to win appreciation, praise, applause, and admiration through being this very energetic performing person in the spotlight. Now, under the leadership of the beloved child, this wing part can show up in a very different way because this is the part, again, that is very healthy and aligned with the truth of the gospel. So the two wing can show up instinctively knowing how to make others feel special, how they can feel seen, cared for, and supported by extending that emotional friendship and compassion and support that others are really looking for. And it allows the three to extend themselves in very affectionate ways to others. They also can extend great love, support to others after they've taken care of themselves. Now, this can be really hard for a two, but a healthy two realizes, hey, if I replenish my internal needs, I can give so much to others without having strings attached. And the three can bring that into uh, themselves as well as they relate to others, which brings great affirmation and care towards others. Now, The other thing a healthy three with the two wing is going to do is set up some boundaries that are good and healthy by saying no to the things that others are asking them to do, but it's not their responsibility. Now This can be really hard because the three might be like, oh, I want to do that so that people admire me and see that I can accomplish all the things and come through, save the day. And the two's like, oh, but we have to, or they're going to think that I'm selfish, but a healthy three with a two wing recognizes, you know what? There are things to accomplish, but there's a balance in all of it. And there's sometimes I just need to say no because it's not mine to own.
1: Well, EIP lets us know that we use our connecting types in both aligned and misaligned ways. So next we're going to take a look at uh, the other wing, which is the wing for of type four. Mm-hmm. The four wing for the type three, it's going to be a little more withdrawn, private, quiet, less energetic. The focus is on achieving recognition But in a more specific way, it's unique accomplishment and special status. The four wing, when it's misaligned, is trying to protect your wounded child. And so it's going to look like struggling with the tension of putting on a likable persona to charm others for admiration and demanding authenticity and realness, which is going to be Uh, difficult for the type three. Well, this four part of the three may struggle with being moody, temperamental, withdrawn, and actually doubt, which is something the three doesn't desire. It may demand that others see, praise, and admire them for their unique contribution, their notable accomplishments, their profound creativity. But under the leadership of the beloved child, this type four becomes a tremendous asset for the type three. They master and excel a craft or skill with, and do so with introspection and creativity. They observe their emotional world and develop a more depth, balance, vulnerability, and genuine authenticity. They may become more self assured, highly accomplished, introspective, intuitive, sensitive, and self aware both at work and at home. See, both of these wings can be a blessing when they're aligned. And we don't want to limit ourselves to thinking that we only use one and not the other because they're both a part of who we are. Absolutely, We use both wings to varying degrees and varying circumstances. They are both part of us and available to us and gifts that God's given us to let of our, our personal sense of calling.
0: Yeah. And I love that you, you know, really bring that up often because so many times, People are like, I have one wing, not the other, you know, and it's like, no, they're both a part of you. And we want to honor both these parts of us because when they're healthy, man, they are just so dynamic uh, for us and for others to reap the blessings and the, um, the benefits that they each have. Now, it is true that some people might use one wing more than the other or in different circumstances, and that's perfectly fine, but we just don't want us to be blind to the fact that we use both these types in negative and positive ways. Because if we don't uh, see even the negative patterns, because I know a lot of us, we don't want to like see the negatives like, but if we don't see it, then we don't know what needs to be brought back to Christ and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. But if we also don't know the positive aspects, we don't know how to access and to utilize that in certain spaces. So for the three to, to utilize that two part of their heart when people really need care and to be seen and affirmed and encouraged, we would be missing out. So threes, we want to use that part of you. And also the type four part to be very introspective and authentic and real brings out so much beauty And I can't wait for you guys to listen to next week's podcast. When we interview two type threes, oh, the things that you're going to learn from them are just astounding in this regard. So we really need to be aware of how our wings show up both in alignment and misalignment.
1: So the first two parts of the type 3's EIP uh, were the wings. The next two are the paths. Um, We also refer to these as the lines and the arrows. And to find out what the paths are for the type 3, if you're new to the Enneagram, simply just follow the lines that connect to your main type in the Enneagram symbol. For the type 3, that's type 9 and type 6. Now, here's the thing. Enneagram 101 teaches that a path is either healthy or unhealthy, stress or growth. But we want you to think of these as part of you that serve in both healthy and unhealthy ways, but it depends upon whether your heart is operating out of the wounded self, the misaligned self, or the beloved child, the self that's spirit-led. Beth, let's start with the Enneagram Path 9, which is clearly the best. best.
0: Right. (laughs) They're part. Yeah. I'm not biased or anything. No. Um, yeah. So
1: if only we could <laughs> all be more like you, Beth. I
0: know. You know, we try. Even I. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nine joke. Okay. So the type nines, <laughs> they are warm, loving, and caring. They are focused on affirming, encouraging, and supporting others and they want to keep the peace. So you're going to find them merging and accommodating with other people's agendas, but this leads them to lose themselves in the process. Now they uh, can support the main type of the three by encouraging rest, experiencing serenity and helping the threes to see everyone's perspective. So that's the gift of the nine is to see all nine perspectives. Um, Because sometimes they really can't. They're really fixated on their perspective in life. So when the type 9 part of you is misaligned, it's going to try to protect your wounded child part. And it can do this by staying busy to avoid looking lazy, but it really wants to just not do anything. It also can withdraw because you lose interest in accomplishing. You just want to be left alone. And you want to cope with stress by numbing out. And you can choose lots of ways to numb out. It could be watching TV, playing video games, shopping, eating, really any sense of outlet to escape the stress that you're carrying. But under the leadership of your beloved child, this nine part of your heart can show up by helping you to slow down and to be present in the moment. Instead of constantly being, achieving, and performing, And being a human doing, you are a a human being, which is so valuable to the type threes. This part of your heart also helps you to value all the nine perspectives, and it helps you to appreciate others and the contributions that they bring. This enables you to affirm and to encourage others right where they're at is also is gonna help you do a seek to collaborate with others and to make sure that they succeed, not that you're the only one that has the success in the admiration of others.
1: The type three's other path is the type six, which is better than the type nine part, because <laughs> the type six part <laughs> anticipates how circumstances could go wrong, which is the reasonable thing to do mm-hmm. in life. No, but seriously, uh, but it this is the part then to believes It needs to be on the lookout, to plan, to prepare for possible threats in the future. It supports the type 3's main type by encouraging them to be reliable, faithful, and courageous. But the type 6 part of them can be misaligned as it's trying to protect the wounded child from further pain. It may express the frustration, dissatisfaction, self-doubt, and dread when anxiety rises, it may struggle with self-doubt and confusion and seek out guidance and support from others. It may strongly react whenever you're being blamed or accused of something for doing something wrong or failing. But under the leadership of the beloved child, the type six path actually has a gift to offer to the type three. It takes their anxieties and insecurities to God, trusting that he will give them clarity, courage, strength for their needs, is less competitive and more loyal, cooperative, and focused on the well-being of others. Has more of a team player mindset, asking for help and advice, and using talents to promote others. And like their wings, their paths can be a liability or they can be a blessing. That's why you need your beloved child leading all of the parts of your heart's. You may want to visualize these parts as a team or maybe even as in all riding on a bus together. I remember driving a bus and all the experiences of crazy kids in the back. (laughs) But you have a beloved child on the bus, a wounded child, and these connecting parts, the wing two, the wing four, the path nine, the path six. And you wouldn't want all of these uh, children running around in the bus Uh, without the care of the driver. And if the wounded child is the one who's driving, then these parts will be misaligned. But we need wise, mature leader who knows and can apply God's truth to our situations and experiences. And when our beloved child is driving the bus, our children are aligned, which is a much safer, and much more enjoyable trip in the bus. The other parts of your hearts can relax. They can trust the driver. But when our beloved child disengages by going to the back of the bus and going to sleep, the wounded child shows up and the other parts start to panic. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Misaligned strategies. They grab the the steering wheel of life. They're doing their best to help you, but they're ill-equipped. The need of the beloved child to awaken, to get back in the driver's seat and lead them to the gospel truth is so needed.
0: Yeah, and wow, keeping the beloved child in that driver's seat is such hard work. In our fallen world, man, it just takes so much effort to be awakened, to be aware, to to bring the truths of the gospel back to our heart because there's so many uh, competing thoughts and feelings that come at us that aren't helpful. Um, but the good news is that God redeemed us, and he is continually restoring us. And we can bring ourselves back to him knowing that he is restoring all of us and that we can be aware with his help, that we can help our inner world come back into alignment. Now, some of the practical uh, things that we can give our type threes and how to integrate EIP into their daily life would be uh, these few things. So first, your status is secure in Christ. You no longer need to be the best. So what we want you to do is schedule some time to disconnect from your work and maybe even your devices, like your phone or other things, and literally learn how to just be. This doesn't mean you have to sit still and do nothing, but even in the things that you choose to do, maybe like a hobby or something fun, how can you do it with ease, with, with it not being an accomplishment or something to check off? How can you learn to just be present in the moment and to fully enjoy it?
1: I remember inviting a type three to practice silence and solitude, Mm. but it didn't become a spiritually enriching exercise. It actually became uh, a drive for accomplishment that they were the best. They were (laughs) going to kill it. They were going to be the best at silence and solitude.
0: (laughs) Right. Yep. So it's not necessarily what you're doing. It's how you're going to be able to do it. Learning to more and more rest in the comfort and the ease of your of Christ's accomplishments on your behalf. The other thing you could do is rediscover a hobby or something you enjoyed as a child, but not putting on the achieving masks part. So what we want you to do is to find something that you can have fun to be playful, to enjoy, to fully rest in. And so, you know, just imagine, like, what was it that, you know, when you were younger that you just fully enjoyed before you had to achieve? Like, what did that look like? What did that feel like? And can you recreate that moment even today? And then we want you to slow down and to connect with your emotions. This is your true self. And to find someone like a friend or someone that you you know that you can come to honestly with authenticity to share both your successes and failures to To share your joys and your sadness, to share your loneliness and also your accomplishments and everything in between. So you want to find someone that is able to see you for who you are and for you to know that you are loved just for that being you instead of having to perform all the time. So find that special person that really sees you for who you are.
1: Well, as you get to know all the various parts of your EIP, your Enneagram Maternal for Profile, you may desire to actually give them a unique name to be able to access them. That, that can look a wide variety of ways to simply little yeah. Jeffrey, younger Jeffrey to actually uh, giving a unique name that calls attention to this part of you when it shows up.
0: Or even just my type three part or my type four part. That's right. Yeah.
1: You can also connect with one of our certified Enneagram coaches uh, by going to our coaching directory, which is uh, myenneagramcoach.com. The next thing is that you can pre-order our new book, More Than Your Number. You can find it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Uh, It's gonna be releasing this September. Next week, we're gonna be interviewing a panel of type threes and specifically giving illustrations of how the Enneagram internal profile shows up in their life.
0: Yeah, you definitely don't wanna miss that. We actually just recorded it before this. So good, so, So so good.
1: So if you have a type three in your life, Please be sure to share the episode and be sure to leave us some comments. We'd love to hear your feedback. Oh, and by the way, type ones, I tried to fix the books if you're listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And remember, the Enneagram reveals your need for Jesus, not your need to work harder. It's the gospel that transforms us.